Building an online business is more than branding, content, and sales. It's what happens behind the scenes during the highs and lows that make or break your business. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, and this is The Kim Doyle Show. I'll be sharing my own journey of 10 plus years growing an online business, as well as talking to entrepreneurs who are on the ground, creating, building, and showing up every day. Remember, do business as only you can do. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Kim Doyle Show. I'm still getting used to saying that. I think one of these days <laughs> I'm going to trip over that. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's all good. Um, I've got another awesome guest for you guys today. And and this is, uh, you know, it's fun, Mike, as I was thinking, I think we connected probably yeah. five or six years ago originally. A while back now, yeah. Yeah, a while back. And, and just it's been so fun to see the evolution of your business and things mm. have changed for me. So, um, well, my guest today is Mike Killen and of Beaver Funnels. And mm-hmm. before... Before we get into that, and do you, I, I, sh- I guess I should have asked you, Michael, Mike, does it matter? Oh, Mike's fine. No, 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 whatever. Whatever's, whatever's, whatever floats your boat, Kim. Whatever's, Mike's fine. Okay, Bob, I'm just kidding. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So, but, but for the listeners, you have been in the WordPress space for a really long time. And so, but let's get a little bit of your backstory because you have pivoted your business. I mean, when we connected, you were, I, I believe it was, you know, kind of agency work, you, yeah. you know, doing websites and stuff, but you've really grown into something. Um, pretty f- fantastic. So, can you share your story with the listeners? Yeah, sh- uh, yeah. So, I actually started a business. A-, a lot of people listening to this probably got a similar situation. I was made redundant from a job, um, or fired, depends on who you ask, I suppose. And <laughs> I was kind of like, ah, I don't really want to know if I want to go back to doing corporate marketing work. So, I set up an agency. I'd worked with them in the past. I was like, how hard can it be? And funny enough, a friend of mine turned me on to WordPress. I'd come from, you know, doing it all HTML. He was like, oh man, you got to check this out. You got to check out things like Studio Press and Gravity Forms and all this kind of stuff. And we basically just kind of built websites for anyone who asked. Our pricing was really low, you know, in the same way that I was like, oh wow, 500 pounds seems like so much for a website. And we kind of went through the motions like that. Eventually, we uh hooked up with the guys from WP Elevation and I became one of their coaches for a while which was around the point where we completely changed our business model and started really focusing on not doing WordPress websites for anyone and everyone but actually what we did was sales pages for really small digital products on a website for um that was like what we thought was quite specific. And then we went even more specific towards um, online course-based businesses. We just sold products for online course-based businesses. And from there, it kind of grew out into this really specific funnel agency. I then run a coaching service, which helps marketing funnel builders you know, sell funnel products to their customers. And now we have this piece of software called Beaver Funnel. So although WordPress is still heavily at the core, we pretty much don't do websites anymore. Uh, so yeah, we're kind of using it for some some other stuff, but it's uh, it's very exciting for us at the moment. That you know, I don't know that even last time we talked that if I that I had known sort of the trajectory of of your business and talk about niching down, but it's yeah. well, but at the same time, I mean, it's and and I'd love your thoughts on this. I mean, I don't want to say that you know websites are necessarily just a commodity. Mm-hmm. It's but at the same time, I think a lot of business owners who are not maybe digital marketers or whatever, yeah. you know, they look at it like, yeah, I need it, and they're just yeah. not that interested. But when you start talking about making money online and in driving leads and and the sales, I mean, that's that's yeah. what yeah. really is solving the problem for a business owner. 
Yeah, I, I, the first rule I found of selling websites or selling marketing funnels or selling anything is to not talk about websites. It's to not talk about marketing funnels. As soon as you start to shift the perspective and, and start asking questions like, okay, well, how much revenue did you make this year and how much revenue do you want to make next year? They're instantly like, oh man, my previous web designer did not ask me those kinds of questions. And really, because I, I agree with you in some respect that websites are becoming a commodity because they're becoming so easy to create now. You know, page builders and stuff are making it so easy. But the people who will find themselves trapped in a commodity market and therefore kind of restricted on their pricing are people who either don't niche down into a very specific market who needs their help or they don't offer a very specific solution. We had amazing success. Our revenue doubled and then doubled again and then doubled again the year after in three years in a row because we actually provided fewer services to our customers. We just did sales pages and email marketing. We still used WordPress, but we just did sales pages and email marketing. We actually made more money by offering fewer products and services to fewer number of people. Um, so it is a commodity, but only if you you know allow it to get to that point, I think, in your business. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think also that, uh, you know, people that do websites, like you were saying, it's, I, I mean, we're at a, we're at a place now where you have to sell more than the site. I mean, uh-huh. if, if you're going to just do that, I mean, even, even if you decide I, I never did maintenance, I hate it, which yeah, we yeah. all know I never yeah. want to do what to do websites, but that even if you're offering that, that that's still sort of this necessary evil, as opposed to let me help you make money, yeah. which it's just, it is what it is. I know it sounds probably a little bit douchey, but no, <laughs> at the I end don't... of the day, that's what business owners need. <laughs> yeah, I know. But this is, there are some, there are some amazing people out there. I could, I could list off a, 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 a reel of names of people who create these very, very beautiful websites and very well coded, very fast loading. But the guys who I know who really do that and who get a chance to design gorgeous looking websites, they still focus on on-page conversions, for example. It doesn't, at its core, it's always going to be about money every single time. Spending $500 on a website and not getting a single penny in return is expensive compared to spending $50,000 on, on a website and generating a quarter of a million dollars in return. They're, they're, they're two vastly different sums of money, but actually one of them ends up becoming more expensive because you don't generate a return. And any business owner who doesn't understand that a website is a core component of them doing some kind of online conversion. Maybe it's growing their email list or selling directly to their customers like via e-com or sales pages or whatever. And this is, again, what we found is when we started talking to our customers like this and saying, look, if someone lands on your checkout page, for example, what about we add a little, and we talked about this on your live stream, what about if we add a little order bump, for example, just you know, add a $20 product on? And if people leave, why don't we follow them up with some email marketing for cart abandonment? And all these small little components designed to help them increase the conversion that they wanted within their business. All of a sudden, we weren't talking about a WordPress site or a website. We were talking about this process within their business that helps them generate money. And you become a super interesting person all of a sudden to them. And they are willing to spend more if you're able to provide some kind of return, you know? Well, yeah, it's almost like you're like peeling back the curtain and this is the magic of the internet, right? Where, <laughs> and, and, and it's where it's, it's otherwise, it's kind of like, yeah, I get it, all the social media and stuff. But when it's, it's positioned in a way that says, you know, you can do this, let us do these two little things, add yeah. this checkbox and send an email. And all of a sudden you're going to be bringing in, you know, X amount of dollars. And, and not to mention the one thing, <laughs> excuse me. You okay. That I love. Yeah. <laughs> I swallowed wrong along with the allergies. 
but <clears throat> that Russell Brunson says is, mm-hmm. you know, he says, you know, people vote with their wallets. And so yeah. anything that you can do, it, you know, you start looking at numbers and, and open rates and all those, there's so much data that you mm-hmm. can analyze it and dive into. But if you simply pay attention to people voting with their wallets, I don't care if it's a $7, $19, yep. you know, five grand, but you start, that's where the data happens, right? I mean, that's where the magic starts happening. Yeah. It's, it, you know, it's a really interesting point because one of the first questions that we ask, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners on this will ask their customers is what, okay, what is it you want the website to do? Like, what do you want it to do? And, and for big service-based companies like lawyers and accountants and stuff, they say, well, what we want is phone calls and bookings, right? We used to work with an insurance agent and they said, all we want is to be able to pick up the phone, dial this number and buy some insurance from us. Awesome. And the first question we ask is, okay, how many people are currently doing that? And like, what? Like, how many current, how many, how many calls do you generate through your website now? Like, we've got absolutely no idea. I'm like, well, (laughs) that's probably a good place to start. We don't even need to start building your website. I'm just going to run a report really quickly to understand where people are calling in from. And that's in some cases as simple as we'll provide them with a, like a SIP gate number, you know, that's, that shows up as called when they call a number from the website so they can determine the different calls to action from that one website. I'm like, I'm not talking about the website here. What I'm talking about is the call to action you want someone to take. And as soon as they start getting data and insight into that one conversion that they want, again, that positions you as a very, very different website business, different website agency, designer, developer, whatever you want to call yourself. Because all of a sudden, you've helped them gain clarity on the one thing that matters to their website. I know for a fact that so many people would go, okay, you want to start generating calls? Sweet. We're going to have this cool looking page, call to action here. We're going to have a number up here. It's going to be highlighted, whatever. My first question is, well, how many current conversions are you getting from your website? And it might be none. They might say, we know we don't have any because we don't have the number on the website. Like, well, basically, that just means me typing in a number in the top of your header and you'll probably get more conversions already. Like <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be complicated or a full redesign. And often what they really want is a little bit of clarity into those, those smaller areas, but you're absolutely right. As soon as you start getting real insight on the things that matter to you, it changes the direction that the entire project goes in, you know? Well, and it sounds like, uh, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's way more fun for you too. Right. Definitely. I mean, <laughs> You know, and and I think there is this piece that you become this really trusted expert Uh as opposed to the hired help to build just a site. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is the more we've done this and as our clients have got bigger and bigger and we're dealing with guys who we think we're punching well above our weight with some of the guys that we're working with in terms of their size. And what they really want is almost coaching. Although we do build the website and in the nuts and bolts of it, we basically build a WordPress site. We write them some, or they help write some nice copy. We drive a bunch of traffic, whatever. But what they want is someone saying to them, okay, well, I've heard that Facebook advertising is really big and Google remarketing is really big and YouTube's really big. Where do we start? What they want is someone to say to them, I actually don't think we should look at any of that yet. Why don't we focus on converting our current clients and our current list and generating it that way? And if you don't say the same things as everybody else, it's a really quick way to position yourself as different. It sounds obvious, but I'm amazed at how many people still start with the things that everyone else is telling them to do, you know? Well, I, you know what, as you're saying that I, there's a lot of generalists, right? Yeah. And, and, and as soon as you dive into that, and <clears throat> I've said before that things started getting really, I don't want to say really easy, but it was so much easier for me to sell 
when I was in the thick of things. Like when I started producing a ton of content, when I went back to fundamentals and and just good old fashioned copy and email and consistent follow-up, like I love tactics and Uh I love tools, but nothing beats that. It's like when then all of a sudden the people that you're engaging with see you doing the thing and you just have to mention selling and it's like, oh, okay, well, I know you do this, right? And so when you when you're this generalist who everybody, I mean, I've watched so many people in this space and it's like, you, you can start when you've been around a while, you can sort of start pinpointing, uh-huh. you know, I know why your business isn't growing is because you're talking about the same stuff that everybody else is talking about. Like yeah. pick something and just yeah. go all in with it. Right. Yeah. And you know, and that it's funny because after a while, so I just talk about selling marketing funnels, right? That's, that's all I talk about. I get picked out and people say, Oh, you're the funnel guy, right? You're the WordPress funnel guy. And that's awesome. And at first I was like, Oh man, I'm going to really quickly going to run out of topics to talk about and just selling marketing funnels, not even building them, just selling marketing funnels to your clients. And my list of things that I have to write about and talk about in that very specific area grows every single day. And, it's, <laughs> and I'm always like, I've been doing this, you know, I've been consistently writing about it for two years. Last year, I wrote a blog post every single work day. You know, it was something like 270 posts in a year. And I was like, I'm not at the end of my list. If anything, my list is longer. How is this possible? You find enormous depth when you start going after a very specific problem and a very specific market. And there's all these amazing things that you uncover. And it's interesting because the generalists that you talk about, they get really bored really quickly as well. They try writing blog content and they go, yeah, I'm kind of a bit bored because I'm writing about this stuff and it's a bit general. I'm like, well, if you specified bizarrely, you find depth in that and it actually becomes more exciting and more fun when you start focusing on the one area that you want to talk about because it it kind of expands out, you know, and it's a really easy way to, I think a lot of people think that finding a niche is like you find this empty space and that you'll go in and fill it. And it's not like that. What it means is you kind of inject your viewpoint into the market, keep talking about that one specific thing over and over again, and it swells up and it kind of pushes other people out of the way. It's more like a balloon expanding rather than kind of filling a crater. That's that's kind of how it, it fits in my mind, you know, and it's more fun as well. Well, yeah, and the other piece is that whole, <laughs> I don't know, the, the finding a niche. I can't tell you how many people I've come across or that I've known in this space. Here's a great example. A friend of mine that. We we both kind of started this at the same time, and she's still looking ten yeah, years later yeah. for what to do. And I'm like, yeah. you you get the clarity through the doing. Yes. So at some point, you pick it and you dive in, right? Like I've had people refer to me in in my content creators group. I yep. mind you, oh content queen, and I'm like, <laughs> guys, I've only been talking about content for like a year and yeah, a half, yeah. maybe. But I, that's all I'm talking about. That's all I'm talking about. Exactly. Um, so, but let me ask you this because I don't. I totally want to unpack uh, Beaver Funnels. Sure. But, but, but before that, like, so you went from being in a corporate job uh-huh. to getting into the websites and stuff. Where did you pivot, or what was there? I don't know if it was a course or something that you stumbled upon that made you really get into sort of the sales marketing conversion piece, right? I mean, yeah. they're they're all married, but at the same time. Like I know for myself when it was like, just, I don't know, it's like a light bulb goes off and it's like, oh, this is where stuff really starts happening. Yeah. It's, I mean, WP Elevation was a pretty big, big deal for us. Uh, you know, the, the team there were very supportive in the area that I went after, but even then I was still pretty, pretty generalized. I just had a very good process for understanding client management. A lot of digital marketers stuff, you know, Ryan stuff has been a big, big mm-hmm. impact on us. Um, I spent 
every penny I had on a, a sales coach, a guy called Sean Mize, M-I-Z-E, who to me has been kind of life-changing. He's probably been the longest coach that I've had. And a lot of his stuff is very, very um, stripped back and he really focuses on those kinds of things. But I mean, the list could go on and on and on. You mentioned Russell earlier, Russell Brunson, his two books. Well, at the time it was only one book, was a huge deal, Dotcom Secrets. What I've kind of found is that there wasn't necessarily like one course. I wish there was, and and I, I kind of wish there was one course where I was like, oh, this I finally get. What it really was, was my stubbornness and sitting down and thinking, I'm only going to talk about this, even when everyone else is bored of it, even when I'm bored of it, I'm going to talk about it. Because I saw people who were successful and I thought, well, I'm going to emulate them what do they talk about? They just talk about one thing. They're even known for one thing. I was like, if I could just do that. And sure enough, if you look at anyone who says, oh, who's an authority and who's an expert? Like you with the content queen, right? If you're in that group mm-hmm. as the content queen, it's not because you've written one incredible blog post on it. It's because it's all you've talked about for a year. Even if you're in a room of people and one guy constantly talks about Game of Thrones, always talks about Game of Thrones, even in the kind of the 45 minutes you're there, in your mind, he instantly becomes the Game of Thrones guy. Despite the fact mm-hmm. that he evidently has nothing else you know, to his personality at the time, so you don't know him that much. <laughs> That's all he talks about. And so it's really easy to position yourself as an authority in a very specific space for one thing, if you continually talk about that thing. And that's what I found. I was like, well, everyone else seems to do that. I'm going to try doing that. And within a few months, uh, uh, we saw, we could see the traction um, for some really specific keywords, even now, like selling marketing funnels, how to sell a marketing funnel on Google. It's just me. And it was because I was like, well, I'm just going to talk about this repeatedly over and over and over until people are sick of it. And even then I'm going to talk about it some more, you know? Well, and the beauty of that, of course, is when you're in it, you feel like this is, oh, everybody's seen this and read this yes, at the same time. Yes. You know, it's like there's how many built, there's what, a billion people just on Facebook alone. Yes. So when you start realizing, and, and it is, and especially in the digital marketing space, right? Like we all know certain names and certain spaces, but what's been really fun, and I don't know where I went down this rabbit hole, probably with my content stuff and really trying to figure out how to optimize content on specific platforms. So I go to YouTube all the time, which I do anyways, but it's like, I'm finding all of these other people that I've never heard of them, but they are totally specific for Instagram or this or that. And it's like, so you just have to step outside of your space a little bit. Um, And so, I mean, I, I agree with you in terms of, you know, there wasn't, I don't know, for me, it was just really like, okay, well, being a generalist or doing these things hasn't worked, Yes, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and there's, a, there's a lot of, um, I don't know, I call it, <laughs> people are going to be tired of me saying this, but it's kind of like the bullshit strategy where people think, I'm going to buy this course and it's going to change my life. Yeah, In the meantime, yeah. there's no foundation, right? There's no audience, there's no list. And it's like, I just went back after high ticket sales and masterminds and uh-huh. it was great adventure, but it was like, I'm going to, I'm going to really master this. I'm going to let go of what it looks like. I will bootstrap my life, but I got to walk this walk. So anyways, let's pivot a little bit because I feel like I could talk to you about just marketing. Um, (laughs) So, so Beaver Funnels, let's, if you could give uh, an overview of what it is and then we'll kind of unpack it. Sure. So basically we build a lot of marketing funnels and we have a system and a process for building marketing funnels. Like Really simple stuff, a sales page through to a checkout page and then an upsell page and then delivery page. 
There's software out there that does that. There's a lot of software out there that does that. But what we found is we always use Beaver Builder as a page builder. And we had kind of funnel websites that we were just cloning, moving copy across. And that was our, our website. I built a course on how to build a marketing funnel using Beaver Builder. My developer was like, well, you know, we can automate this, right? I was like, okay, fine. Well, we'll see what happens. And he sent me over kind of a week later, a prototype for a page for a, um, a funnel builder. And the idea is basically... Beaver Funnels integrates with Beaver Builder and allows you to still use Beaver Builder as your page builder, but as opposed to having to pay, you know, $297 a month or $197 a month or an extra $1,900 a year for every new funnel or every new customer you want to work with because Beaver Builder is an unlimited page builder. We were like, well, let's just have an unlimited version of a funnel builder that does pretty much the exact same thing as all the other page all the other funnel builders out there, but you get to use the page builder that you're still using. That's pretty much at its core um, what we wanted it to do. We we built the tool for us and then we released it to the market, you know? Well, that and, and I, you know, what's fun is so, and I'll link to the live stream that we did where yeah, you demoed yeah. it. And for, for everybody, one is that you, it's not specific to Beaver builder right i mean you can use yeah. any page builder with uh, it. not at the moment so it's actually it works without beaver builder at all so one part of it is this content engine that allows you to answer a bunch of questions and when you finish those questions it writes up the sales page the checkout page or it writes up the squeeze page and the thank you page and the delivery page whatever type of kind of small funnel that you're going to be building for your clients or your clients websites or yourself it does all that for you. At the moment, the only page builder that it integrates with is Beaver Builder, which is why this one's called Beaver Funnels. But we've got, we're currently working on Elementor, Divi, Visual Composer, Gutenberg, and Elementor. Have I said Elementor already? Um, you did. What about Thrive? Yeah, Thrive as well. Yeah. So all of the page builders, we basically want to empower the page builders that, that you use to have a, a funnel process behind it. So you're able to measure conversions, you know, move pages around. One of the big things that we really struggled with is WordPress is a really good content creator, but a very lousy um, page management system because it's basically just a database. So to be able to Mm -hmm. visualize, okay, well, where does this sales page land up? When they click this link, where does that go? Yeah, you've got sitemaps and that's super useful, but we built so many funnels and, and we were building them kind of every week for loads of customers that a new sitemap every time was having to go into a new document or having it as PDF. So we have this funnel overview inside WordPress that allows you to add pages and then edit them on the fly as well from from this funnel management system to get a kind of a page view and a funnel flow view of where um, where visitors are converting as well. And that's where the analytics is as well on the page view as opposed to um, as opposed to on another screen. So we're just trying to put as many as much stuff as we can in inside the WordPress dashboard. So for listeners, and it was so fun to to get to see the demo piece of this, which again you can see Mike build. <clears throat> a whole thing out. He he demos everything. Yeah. But to it's cut, you know, like I'll, I'll go into Lucid Chart or yeah. I go like there's Funnelytics and there's Funnel Flows and there's all these things where you go and do the, the building out so you can visually see. I'm such a visual person. Yes. It's like to see the page hierarchy and what steps happen next. And that's exactly what Beaver Funnels does. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, that's the next step. That's the next yeah. step. Um, so so the creation for for Beaver Funnels came because you guys were repeating the processes, right? I mean, this really yeah. solved the problem 
you were having, right? Yeah, this is something that we wanted. And, you know, we talked to the team and said, okay, well, if we want it, let's let's go ahead and build it. And we had been using like a rough prototype version of it that was um, slightly clunkier. But the big, the kind of the process that we go through is a customer approaches us. And this is a really big thing as well. You don't have to build a brand new website to build a funnel on a customer's website. Even if you have a re- already a standard WordPress website, maybe you use Beaver Builder, maybe you use something else, whatever. To then say, well, I want to start building funnels on these sites and increasing really specific conversions. And for us, when we started out, it was sales. We liked creating a sales page and a sales letter and then a sales video to sell one product. And so we would have these templates already saved on our hosting platform. We would just clone them across to new websites and, and save them as templates. But it over time kind of became very clunky and repetitive. And we were like, there must be an easier way to do this. So Mitch, our developer, he packaged up a file, which basically said, okay, build a sales funnel. It's literally like select sales funnel in the menu, click build. And it built five pages or, you know, however many pages it was, three pages, no, five pages. So a sales page, checkout page, upsell page, downsell page, and two delivery pages. They had already got the templates pre-written and pre-done. So I could just go in there, smash out the content. And we also had a system for being able to use um, questions to get content out of customers. Because as I'm sure you know, customers might be really good interior designers or accountants or software developers, but they're pretty lousy about writing their own content. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, So we have a series of questions that we asked and it, it ranged in depending on what we were giving away. And we would just ask those questions and answer them. And then we'd plug that into our own content. But again, Mitch said, well, why don't I just create a field and a series of fields inside this plugin we have? You can answer those questions in the dashboard. And when you click create, it'll just write all that up across the entire funnel, depending on what you need. And I was like, this is kind of cool. I kind of think we should maybe go to, <laughs> go to market with this. And sure enough, we did. We we, we put it out and we pre-sold way more licenses than we thought and um yeah it's 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 now it's now a question of the plugin is basically designed to help agencies scale if you want to start offering funnel services or conversion services or whatever you want to call it to your customers and you currently use a page builder in wordpress you don't have to use another page builder or another piece of software or another platform you can use it all inside the current website you don't have to even put it on a subdomain if you don't want to it's all there and it says you can install it unlimited times you know it's it's designed to be like that so what about is there should, is there a concern at all for you know another plugin which we won't get into that argument yeah. of site load time and all that stuff yeah. i mean i'm like well either you code it or you put a plugin in right <laughs> but i mean if your server if your host can handle it yeah. but so there's no issue on it slowing site the site down no. or load time or anything well because it it doesn't it doesn't actually uh, i have to be careful how i word this i want to say it doesn't add anything but it doesn't technically add anything to the page builders there's a few custom modules and things but beaver builder itself loads pretty fast the i think that because there's some analytics in there for it to be able to load kind of some basic reporting and things like that but it doesn't add any weight to the page load speed or any complexity to what it is that the host is having to to manage because it's all the information's in there already. It's just displayed in a very, very different way. Rather than seeing all your pages just as a like a database format, you know, like a like a phone book, as we all know in kind of the way that uh, WordPress has its posts and pages, it's now displayed as a sitemap visually inside 
the uh, inside your dashboard. And, and, that, and most some people buy it just for that because they just want to have a high-level overview because um, you can use your current pages as well. If you want to build a sales funnel, it'll say, okay, well, this is what a sales funnel looks like. Do you have a current sales page? You say, yeah, I do. Well, just select which which is your sales page and it'll just insert it in to the management system. And you can see, oh, do you know, we've got all this complicated system, but we actually don't have an upsell page. So either we mm-hmm. we can create one or go away and use one. And I forget the amount of times where I've already got a thank you page created or a series of thank you pages created. And then I have to go away and create a new one. And then I go back and I can't remember which one I was supposed to use. So it's just, a, it's another way to manage the system as opposed to adding anything bulky or heavy onto the, onto the dashboard, you know? Well, and, and it's, I don't want to say it's a, it's a, it's a funnel framework in essence, because you know, the, the content engine that, I mean, and, and I don't know if people, um, grasp the power of that to be honest with you because to me it's it's so much more than the asking questions to get content so as an example like when i launched my new site i was like all right it's time to update the about page it had been a little bit of time plus it was all new and i'm like this needs to be done correctly right we you know anybody that that is writing an about page you you think okay tell them about me it's like nah it's supposed to do a little bit more so i searched for a copywriter that had sort of a structure and a framework and I followed her prompts and I, I worked through it. And yeah. so it's what, and that is time intensive. Yeah. So to have something within a funnel, I mean, obviously you can go tweak it, yep. but to have those prompts to get this, the sales page is harder than the building of the yeah, page. Definitely. I mean, the copy. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the funny thing is, so I write a lot of sales letters. Sales letters is kind of was our bread and butter when we started. Um, we have a bunch of courses on them. I've read every sales letter book that I can. I've done courses on it. And the more I learn about it, the more I realize there is actually a very simple structure to it. But I would take that for granted as someone who's able to sit down and just smash out our system. Whereas when we flip that and we ask the customer, okay, well, tell me, First of all, tell me what your customers refer to themselves as. Do they refer to themselves as uh, gym owners? Do they refer to themselves as fitness influencers? What do they call themselves? And just that one question gets them thinking about maybe something they hadn't thought about beforehand. But when they turn around, they say, yeah, actually, they do call themselves fitness influencers. Awesome. That's the first thing that's going to go in. Because the first part of the website, as the sales page is, hey, fitness influencer, big exclamation mark, do you want to dot, dot, dot. And the next question is, what's the big problem they want to solve? Or what's the big result they want? And it starts them thinking about their customers more. And they don't realize that actually writing great copy is really just a process of answering questions inside a framework. And it's not like people recognize it as a framework. They're not going to go to all your other sales letters or all your other squeeze pages and think, oh man, these all read the same. That's not kind of how human beings work. They go into it and each one seems very, very specific, very, very custom to them. The design might be the same, which is great because, you know, that that, that helps with branding and, and brand recognition to kind of have a consistency across your design. But a lot of the time answering those questions, you know, it's, it's, it's quite eye-opening for the customer. We, well, we want to overcomplicate things, right? <laughs> I mean, when you, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's amazing to me when, as an example, like within content creators, right? I ask, we ask a few questions and one of them was such a biggest challenge with content. Do you know how much content I have from people telling me where they struggle? And I'm like, God, I mean, we've captured all that data and I write those down and I'm like, I can then speak their language by simply asking a question. And so it is that ask and answer. And of course there's a way 
that you practice and play with words, but to have yeah. that content engine built in to the plugin, I, I mean, that's, that's 90% of it, I think. And, yep. and even visually, right. So let's talk because for, for the listeners also, it's not that when you click a button, you're going to have funnel pages. You still have mm-hmm. to use the page builder to make the page look the way you want, correct? Yeah, sure. We have actually got a marketplace coming out where you'll be able to choose designs and stuff. But what was interesting is the first designs we went through, you know, we kind of thought, yeah, but we can't just have one design because that means someone has to undo it and then redo their stuff. It basically just builds it as text and text boxes, you know, so you can click and drag that, whatever you want. You can copy it. Um, We've got some other kind of ways we're playing around with that. So you still have to do the design work. Having said that, I've got pretty lazy with some of my sales letters and they're pretty much just published as is because they just need to be read. Like the letter itself as a sales letter just needs to be read. Our squeeze pages, we've noticed the more basic they are and the fewer things we have on the page and the more compelling the text copy is, they actually convert higher. So it's been a really interesting lesson for us as someone who likes to perhaps over-design things myself. I'm like, oh, we're going to have this and it's going to have parallax and we're going to have pop-ups and modals. And actually what we found is when they have fewer things on the page and we really focus on the the content and the copy there, that's what gets people to convert, not necessarily all of the crazy design work. And then the design comes in to kind of increase those conversions on the page. That's what I was going to ask is it seems like simple converts better. I mean, and again, you can always tweak it and, and upgrade it and whatnot after you get it launched. But, yep. you know, the, the copy piece is is key. So let's talk a little bit about you know, any, the building of this and bringing it to market. Did you, you know, were there challenges or <laughs> is there anything you would have done? <laughs> You're like, dumb question. Yeah. Uh, but anything you'd do differently? Uh, yeah. In terms of challenges. So I consider us very lucky. Mitch, who is our lead developer and he manages our development team. He's outstanding. He's really good at translating my marketing nonsense. I want all, it to do all of this crazy stuff gibberish and he'll translate it into something that's legitimate. We also have Mark, who's our CEO um, for the agency. He's wonderfully patient, very, very good at big, kind of big picture thinking and making sure that we stay on on task for the big goal. When we initially started the project, I was like, we had this kind of prototype, but Mark was really, really strict on us saying, we need to go back and say, what's the vision and what's the strategy and kind of what's the purpose of the plugin first? And get that really, really nailed down. I'm all kind of, you know what, let's launch it and then figure out everything else afterwards. And he he did a really good job making sure that we had a direction behind us, making sure that we had kind of a brand and identity and, and this purpose behind us when we did that. So the two biggest things for me, the, the big challenges were weren't, you know, development and design and costs and any of that it was kind of stuff. It was do we have the right people working on the job? And I consider myself very lucky because all of the team are a hundred times smarter than I am, you know, and <clears throat> focusing on those larger, big picture visions and, and vision and mission statements and things. That was, that was really the tricky thing for me to kind of get over that first, you know? Well, and that's, again, to me, that's sort of the, I guess I'll pull, you know, expert secrets in, but it's, yeah. it's that behind the scenes stuff yeah. that it, it's the work that, you know, maybe your audience doesn't see, but it will certainly make it easier when you take the time to, all right, let, let's, whether it's pen and paper yeah. or, or, you know, t- typing, it doesn't matter, but, but really getting behind this. It's so easy to come up with an idea yeah. and a name. And especially when you 
can put up a page or a site quickly and fairly easily. Yes. It's like, okay, well, let's just do this. It's like, eh, let's set this up for success though, right? I mean, like nobody throws a bunch of car parts into an engine. It's like, no, you got to like really figure out what's going on. So yeah. um, go ahead. No, well, I was just going to say, it was it was a bit dangerous in a way because we pre-launched it to my list and and some of my closest customers and even friends many of them i said hey we've got this thing we're working on if you want in we would love to use your money and we've got we'll match that to fund the development of this plug and we told them everything was going to do we sold it on the back of i think four emails and a checkout page so i didn't have any sales page didn't have a website anything like that it was just based off the relationship that we had we oversold the number of kind of pre-licenses that we wanted to go for we then put in an equal same amount of money to get it developed which taught me this is awesome it's like that kind of uh, I think skunk works is the way that some people have just described it to me is you can pre-sell something and then build it off the back of that and deliver it later, which is awesome. I love that. But it also showed me if we move too quickly with this and we haven't understood kind of the guts and the real soul of this business, it could get away from us really, really quickly because a lot of people are buying it based off of their trust in me and their trust in my business and what I've done as opposed to having to sell it to them specifically. So we had to kind of go work backwards a little bit because it, it, just like you said, it's so quick now to, to communicate and generate sales from something. And that was, that was a bit of a challenge for us as well as having to work backwards out of the, the initial pre-sales. Well, and to your point, so you have skills when it comes to copy and sales and email. Yeah. So it was like, okay, that that's the easy piece. And so now it's, how do I take this to a cold market? Yeah, so yeah. what are you guys, right? So what are you guys doing to market the product now? And how is that going? <laughs> uh, I'll be honest with you, Kim. You, taught, you gave us our marketing plan. So um, <laughs> when when you called us... Um, I need to do that for myself. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. so... Uh, essentially your 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 idea which was a genius in hindsight and we've kind of we've split it across so many things is we want to put it out to a joint venture launch which we're currently working on now and the idea is we give the joint venture partners content and one of it is going to be running a big webinar for each partner or running a webinar recording or giving them a video however they want to do it helping their audience do something and specifically it'll probably be how to scale your agency and generate recurring revenue that's actually what we're going to be helping them do that then comes with a blog post and we want to promote that out and push that to them so they can push it out to their audience in a nutshell that's pretty much what we're doing we're working on that at the moment we've already recorded the masterminds we're getting it transcribed and creating all the copy but what was interesting is i initially thought that our content would be on how to add conversions to a customer website how to increase conversions on a customer website which which we ended up recording as well, but actually what what we what Beaver Funnels and kind of the business to helps you do is scale your agency because you're able to offer more products and more services without having to massively increase your overheads, which you know increases your profit margin, and that's what a lot of other audiences and our joint venture partner audiences want to read about and want to see about. So that's that's our main launch strategy that we've got going out. And then we're going to do the regular stuff, you know, regularly blogging, making sure that we're constantly building funnels on YouTube and showing people how they can do it because it's a tool and it's a software. It's a very different sales process for me on, as opposed to a course or a service. So I'm learning some new stuff. 
But um, yeah. The- well, yeah, because you can't. It's like you don't want to sell the tool. You got to sell the results, yes. right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's kind of how we're doing that. And then we'll get into you know all the tactic stuff like Facebook advertising and stuff. But what I, the big thing I've learned is no matter what channel you use, no matter what method of promotion you use, that should be seen as a method of scale. It's only going to get you more results of what you're already getting if your foundations are strong. So if your initial message and core component that's pushed out is strong, then great, scale that out with all these different traffic sources. But if your message is weak, you could have all the traffic sources in the world and it's still not going to do anything for your business. You're just going to get more of what you're getting now. Crickets. Yeah. So <laughs> what we're right. Well, I, I'm and you're, and you're totally right. It's like, you have to, I, I don't know. It's, I feel like I keep quoting all these people, but you know, where Gary, Gary, we always says, you know, double down on your strengths. Uh-huh. And so what, what is working? Where is it working? Where's your audience? So as an example, like I thought, okay, maybe I'll do like a, a live stream show, right? Yeah. Just show up TV. I was like, I'm going to do this. Maybe I should do this on YouTube. And I was having a conversation with my friend. He said, well, where's more of your audience? I'm like, yeah, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, it, it just is they're, they're on Facebook. Well, not that I wouldn't put it on YouTube, but most of my audience on YouTube was how to do this with WordPress, uh-huh. how to do that with WordPress. So that's going to be a longer, that's a marathon strategy because mm-hmm. obviously I'll use it, but you have to say where, you know, where are people, but Let's clarify too, because Beaver Funnels is not just for agencies, though, right? No, absolutely. We have we have multiple different levels designed for people who just want to install it on their one site. We have one that allows you to install it on multiple sites, and one that allows you to install it on infinite sites. So that's your scaling option. That's for agencies who want to do this for multiple customers. The smaller version, so the single license version, is our second best selling version. And what we find is that people like to install it on their site play around with it, see what kind of conversions they can increase and see even the funnel mapping process. Um, we've had guys move over from another platform and, and convert everything over within an hour, you know, from other funnel and, and page building platforms over to this within an hour because they, they already know how they're using Beaver Builder. And if you'll be building sites and stuff on Beaver Builder yourself, this is this is the fastest way of being able to get a handle on all of your own pages and your funnel structure as well. But the content engine being included, and you know, I would say that I do use it, but I think a really strong kind of <laughs> I tell you what I find is a lot of funnel software, and I, I don't mind saying that a lot of funnel software will say, We have an amazing piece of funnel software, and then you can see in the bottom right hand corner they say built by click funnels. And that's great because ClickFunnels knows what they're doing. They've captured a very specific part of the market. But I'm like, if your funnel software is so brilliant, why are you using ClickFunnels to build your own sales funnel? And I see it time and time and time and time again. Okay, I got to back up. So you're basically saying, so let's say I have a piece of software to build funnels. I'm using my own, I'm using ClickFunnels pages to sell my software. Yeah, I, I could list off maybe a dozen funnel software packages that use ClickFunnels to build their own sales funnel. Um, I won't go into That's it. crazy. Oh man, I, I've got like YouTube videos on this where I go through and I buy this software. One of my favorite things to do is to buy funnel software and review it. And they talk about how brilliant their page builder is, brilliant how their analytics are, et cetera, et cetera. But their sales funnel is actually built using click funnels. And I'm like, that's not a good sign, man. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> that's the craziest thing. You know, it's so funny. It's kind of like, like, all right, so right, launching lead surveys. I'm like, okay, I, I've been using Thrive Leads for, <laughs> forever. And I'm like, you're not using Thrive Leads anymore, girl. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you need to until, I mean, obviously it's version zero, but it's like, 
uh, walk the walk. Yep. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So Absolutely. It, I mean, that's what we'd be doing, right? Like, I mean, I had it up on, I even had it on the lead survey site until the, the product was developed, but you know, it, it that's crazy. That is really Man, crazy. I'll, I'll send you a list of companies that do it. And this was our thing is, is I was like, if I'm, if I'm really going to do this, I have to use it all on my own gear. And we do, we now use Beaver funnels. Well, I use it every single day because I want to map out all the landing pages and sales pages and stuff for, for my business, for our coaches, coaching businesses. We then use it for other customers and stuff. So we do absolutely walk the walk. And because I eventually was like, yeah, this is, this is good. This is intuitive. I understand. I can smash out the questions in the content engine, drag the pages around, add another page, change the modules and stuff we do use it. And, and to me, that was one of the hardest things for me to do because I was already set in my ways of building funnels. I was teaching people to build funnels in a very specific way. And wouldn't you know it, like even I've been converted, it might be my product, but I know a lot of people who build software products and plugins and then use something else because their conviction is not that strong. And the problem is all that does is build up a resentment, I think, and it becomes very difficult to road test and product test your product if you're not using it yourself you have to use it every day yourself gosh that's just crazy i i mean it it, it seems so obvious right. because then what happens is it's kind of like well i know i can build this and sell it and that's it and and as esoteric as it might sound you know if you are doing things for the wrong reasons uh-huh. it's going to fall flat 100%. It, it just happens 100 yeah. percent. Ah, we both have said 100 percent of the time <laughs> um so with with the the marketplace, because so you do have some templates and stuff coming. Can you explain a little bit of, of what that looks like for the listeners? Yeah, sure. For people who are like, I'm, I don't know where to start with visually doing this. Yeah. And this was the big thing at the moment, the way that it's positioned is you can already use any of the other templates and, you know, there's things like, uh, power pack and UABB and all these kinds of things. And, and those templates will work with it. You just drag the copy in, you can add the template in. But what we wanted is to say, because we're doing it with the content engine as well, the content and the copy between selling a digital splinter product, like a small $7 coaching program, compared to selling a $10,000 piece of uh, real estate is slightly different, obviously, and the design's different. So the way the marketplace will work is to say, well, who's the type of customer? What type of products are you selling? What type of price point is it? And it'll kind of narrow down those options, but it's not just going to be us designing them. As brilliant as a designer as I'd like to say I am, the reality is there's people out there who are a lot better. They'll be able to put their designs into the Beaver Funnels marketplace and they'll also be able to generate revenue from that because if you want to sell it as a premium template, that's fine. We want to encourage people to do that. So they'll have a platform to be able to sell these, you know, page templates via this platform and use them for well at the moment, Beaver Builders what we're building it building it for, but we've got all the other page builders lining up and our guys are kind of smashing through that. So if you have absolutely no idea on design whatsoever, we're kind of gonna take care of that for you. The nice thing too about having a marketplace, I think, is then you've got a variety in in the way things look, Absolutely. right? Because obviously, with in house designers, you're going to get a yes a, a specific style yeah, 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 going. Yeah. yeah. Um. So so what else? Anything else coming for the product for the remainder? I mean, it's it's doing a lot. You guys are tweaking it, improving it, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So, but any like teasers you can give us? Well, the big thing that we just released was the 
uh, order bump form and a one-click upsell button. It currently integrates with Stripe, so you're able to take payments via it. Eventually, that'll integrate with your CRM and autoresponder system to be able to tag people and create a product database and stuff. It's not an e-commerce platform. There's already plenty of those out there. We wanted to be really specific. The funnel itself, your funnels should be designed to really sell one product at a time through a set series of stages. That's quite important to us. But we will have a product database put in there where people can kind of drop products in and out and select a different sales page depending on you know what it is they're selling, as well as a one-click upsell button, which was huge for us. Although it exists, it requires about five or six different plugins to kind of work. But with Beaver Funnels, it would just be us where if you have a – let's say you sell a uh, a $9 ebook and then you have a little order bump on the checkout that says, yeah, I want to get this free coaching call recording for another $39. They go through to an upsell page and you say, well, we actually have a $997 course, which you could be- buy. They just click that button and it will send that payment token straight to Stripe without them having to put their information in again, which massively increases conversions and has really helped us. So that's kind of the next thing that we're that we're working on to bring out to um, the next version. Well, let, tell me if I'm totally misinterpreting this, but it sounds to me also, so let's say somebody, I don't know, you almost don't, so it's not an e-commerce platform, which everything out there for WordPress is so much more than most people need, yeah, right? Yeah, Unless yeah. you are literally going to set up an e-commerce business, uh-huh. e-commerce store. So here's an op- an option for somebody to maybe just, you know, maybe they want to sell coaching wow. or sell one product from their site, even if they don't go super yep. in depth with, I, I mean, it's like, here's a beautiful solution to sell a single product off your site as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, and it helps them build the framework. So, I mean, not only are you building the funnels, but it's a great solution to be able to sell one thing off your site and and get some traction going with it. Yeah. See, what a lot of the the problem a lot of people fall into, and this is the same with e-commerce businesses, is they think, well, if I have a catalog of products out there, I will make more sales because I've got more products on display. And unless you're Amazon or in the UK, a company called John Lewis, you know, it, you're unlikely to browse through a website like you're browsing through a store to collect and buy things. Most people are coming onto your website for one specific purpose. And if they're making a sale, they've probably come from warm traffic or they've probably come from your email marketing. Maybe they've come from a very specific search and they've come through and because you're the link between what they searched for and what you're selling is so strong, they think they'll buy straight away. I would rather increase sales and conversions on one product for a type of customer than trying to get a hundred products out to a, a broader market. And we've seen this time and time again. It's way more successful. The insurance company I talked about earlier, they had, well, in something ludicrous, like in 36 hours from launch, they generated $100,000 in revenue just from selling this one insurance product because we actually removed all their other insurance products from their website said we're going to sell this one it's the most profitable it's the easiest for your guys to sell we're only going to focus on this and and it worked and yeah you can begin to expand that out as you understand that model but focusing on one thing coaching is a great example i think if you're a if you're a developer or a designer for yourself to sell coaching is beautiful for your customers because it's so easy for you to do and you just say hey pay 97 bucks and we'll get an hour's worth of coaching from me and then we can upsell them to to future services. But focusing on selling one product is a hundred times more powerful than trying to put too much out to market because people don't really browse like that. 
Well, no. And you know, what's crazy. I was thinking is I have a friend who is one of the, I think he's got the number one selling funnel on ClickFunnels. Yeah. 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 And yeah. It was all, it was a single product. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you know it? I mean, it was a flashlight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, like the fidget spinners, mm-hmm. like those things just kicked off and people who sell one product and it, it it's interesting. It's tied back to pretty much our first conversation on the podcast where as soon as I niche down and start selling one product to one market, I found so much depth that I was almost unable to keep up with the amount of content I was creating. I was finding customers left, right and center. My prices increased trying to sell one thing and sell it really, really well. It's like, I'd say, well, I'd rather have 50% of one sale as opposed to 0% of a hundred sales. You know, yeah. it sounds obvious when people do that, but they get really scared and they go, yeah, but if I have one product, I'm going to miss out on sales. I'm like, well, you're not exactly rolling in sales now. So what do you have to lose? <laughs> Well, yeah, and not just that, but often, and I, I am a complete walking billboard for this. Is that <laughs> I would do something and I would sell it, and like, well, that didn't work. I better move on. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. back it up, girl. Like, yeah. what, what didn't work? Because you had people register for the webinar, uh-huh. they signed up on the opt-in page, so maybe it was just the offer or the yeah. message, or you, you got it. You know, so I mean, if people would spend it, and you think about it, like, oh, that that feels like so much work, or oh, yeah. I can't figure it out. But I'm like. You're going to spend just as much time recreating Definitely. a new wheel that isn't going to convert either. Yeah. I mean, it's so as a rule, we say it's never the product. It's never, ever, ever, ever the product for two reasons. First of all, it is impossible for someone to gauge the quality of a product until they've bought it. They actually can't do that. Even if they get to hold it in their hands and test it, they can't get gauge the full quality and the satisfaction of owning it for a long amount of time until they've bought it. So they're not psychic. They can't possibly say, I don't want to buy this because the quality of the actual product itself is is not very good. And even now we see that some of the biggest companies in the world sell very, very mediocre products. McDonald's is a fantastic example. Everyone knows they can make a better burger than McDonald's. Well, then why isn't everyone else wealthier than McDonald's? And the reason for that is the second reason is it's all about, just like you said, it's about the offer and the message you put out. That's what you should be testing and changing. That's a, it's a hell of a lot easier to change a headline on a page than it is to create an entirely new product for a new market. And I'd way rather test the headline for one product 10 times until I've exhausted that market and then move on. History is full of businesses that have done a really, really great job. BIC, I think, is a really good example. They just sold pens for like 10 years. That was it, just one type of pen, and they absolutely destroyed the rest of the market. And then they started moving into other areas, and shockingly, they weren't as successful as their original pen. That one product is what they want to go for. It's not even a brilliant product. It's not even a brilliant pen. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and yet they still capture an enormous amount of that market. It's it's usually not the product. It's usually the offer or the message or the audience you're putting it out to. It, you know, for what it's worth, it's like, I finally got that message of probably within the last year. It's like, nobody wants to buy another tool, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, well, I mean, for those of us that are kind of, you know, tool junkies, I yeah. mean, it's, it's super fun to play with stuff, but at the same time, it's, they're, they're buying a solution to a problem. They're buying a result. And yeah. it, I, I think it, 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 God, if I could give anybody anything, it's like, <laughs> do that work, study that, figure that out or hire somebody who's good at it. Um, and you'll start seeing better results. So God, Mike, I'm so excited for you guys. So where oh, is the you. best place, best place for people to connect with you or, or learn about the product or? Yeah. Hello, buy it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, head to beaverfunnels.co. 
Um, so just .co. That's the that's where you can go and. We've got a. We've just hired a brand new design team because originally, kind of getting it out quickly, the website was me, and I was like, let's just let's just hammer it out. So that might change in the next few days. I'll be interested to see when when the traffic kind of hits. So yeah, beaverfunnels.co, or people can just email me, Mike at beaverfunnels.co, with any questions. We're on Facebook at Beaver Funnels if you just search for us. So I'll be happy to answer any questions that people have got and take people through a demo. There is a demo site available now, so people can play around with it and, and see what it does as well. Fantastic. And I will make sure if you're listening to this uh, on a, a phone or something else, that if you go to the post on the site, I will make sure to put the live stream we did uh, where Mike demoed everything yeah. in the post as well. So oh, Mike, we I feel like I could talk to you. Uh, Pardon me? We can offer a discount as well if everyone wants to go on. And if you type in, I think, 15PERCENT, so 15%, that'll give you a 15% discount on any of the packages. So go ahead and try that as well. Okay. Thank you so much for that. So I will put that also in the show notes for people. And then you'll just have to holler if that needs to be pulled. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Mike, this is so fun. Thank you so much. I love chatting with you. It's like, I feel like I could talk marketing with you all day. Yeah, we should, we should hook up. I'm coming out to the States soon. So we'll have to, we'll have to have a sit down. Oh my God. Absolutely. All right, Mike. Thanks again for being here. Thank you for having me on Kim. All right, guys, you know the drill. Hang on. I'll have some links and stuff for you. And again, check the show notes for everything that Mike talked about. And we will catch you next time. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. How awesome is Mike? I love that guy. All right. So remember, you can get a 15% discount on any of the packages for Beaver Funnels. Go to KimDoyle.com forward slash Beaver Funnels. And you're going to just type in 1-5-P-E-R-C-E-N-T. So 15% but spell out the word percent. As always, thank you for listening. I love you tons. If you've not left a review in iTunes or Google or Stitcher or wherever you listen, I would be most appreciative. Until next time, guys, have a fabulous day.